Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. if I'm looking for porn, you know, if I'm going to masturbate and I'm looking for porn, I feel like I spend a good 30 minutes like, nope, that's wrong. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope, nope, nope. nope. And I really kind of kill the moment with my searching, you know, just like, okay, I was in the mood, but now you're over it. And now I'm over it. Like I really, okay, let me just like, okay, close the iPad and I'm just going to have to like draw on a memory and rock this out by myself. Who do you think is more auditorily turned on? Do you think it's men or women? To be honest, I'm not sure if one or the other is specifically more turned on. Like I personally know I love dirty talk and hearing sex stories like before sex or during sex or after sex. I think perhaps women might have a more vivid imagination because it hasn't been colonized as much by visual porn. What we think is amazing, you just touched on it there, is one of the points that we have on our website, like our why, is that we believe like the world's a better place when people are sexually empowered and have the freedom and confidence to make the choices and do what they want. And I think you just touched on it perfectly there. Once you start and once you get the confidence behind you and you become part of this sex positive community, really it breaks break down so many other barriers that you think were there holding you back. For me, actually putting a lot of these, putting down my sexual goals or fantasies on paper, and then the leap between actually doing them is, it's mostly the imagination, sort of seeing myself doing it first. And then that really helps me transition into making it happen. And it makes it more fun and a little less scary almost because I've seen myself or fantasized about myself doing this before. And then it gives you a bit of a roadmap. I interact with these guys and they're like, yeah, I've got a, you know, like I've got a buddy and we can pull a train on you. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't put a train on me. I'm not your dirty little slut. I mean, I can be a dirty little slut, but this is not what this fantasy is about. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries. I'm Layla. So glad to be here with you on a lovely Saturday. Oh my gosh, so, so much going on. My pods are coming today. My movers are coming today. I'm a big old stress ball, just a ginormous stress ball, not even going to lie. But I have something very exciting today. I have some great, great guests. I absolutely adore these two. It's K and J from Come With Us podcast. We're going to get to them in just a second. But before I do, I want to remind you guys, my road trip is starting on Tuesday. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe it. Hopefully I get out of here on time. No joke. I am I am pushing it. I'm going on so little sleep just to get everything done. It is a lot of damn work to move yourself from one end of the country to the other. Let me tell you. And I have a lot of help. It is still a lot of work. Oh my gosh. Anyway... You guys know 
I cannot wait to get on the road. I'm so excited. I've seen you guys contributing to my playlist. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't forget, it's not too late, guys. If you want the link, just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com forward slash podcast. Click on this episode, which is episode 194, and I'll have a link to it. I think I've got 55 songs so far. But here's the thing. I have 27,000 miles to get, no, 27. <laughs> okay, look, you can just tell I am, I am not thinking straight. I have 2,700 miles to go. But I've been saying previously, I don't know why. I kept saying I've only got 2,200 miles to go. Okay, no. Unfortunately, my map that I've been looking at is a total buzzkill. When it said 2,700, I was like, oh, okay. It just raises the stakes. So guys, it is so, so important. If you could, just give me your best two favorite songs. Just throw them in there. I will be needing those. I will be needing you and your inspiration for my bazillion hour a day drive. I think I've got it broken up into four five days. And, you know, I'm basically driving quite a bit every day and then just stopping and resting and then going on from there. Just me, my little dog and my bunny and my fish all by our little lonesomes. <laughs> so, and I have heard from a few of you that are going to do phone calls with me. Thank you so much. Don't forget about that too, guys. If you want to, you can have a phone call with me. If you can't actually, if you don't have time to take a look at my map and see whether I'm in your drive path or not, if I am, just shoot me a voicemail. Go to the site, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Shoot me a voicemail and let me know if you'd like to meet up with me. If you can't do that, why don't you talk to me while I'm in the car? One of my listeners had a fabulous idea. He said, hey, I make a donation that you could donate to charity and if you wanted to chat with me. So I set up 30-minute blocks of time. I've got a schedule up for that. And if you would like to do that, there's already a couple people that have taken advantage of that. I think that would be so, so, so much fun. Talk me through my 2,700 miles. I'm going to be listening to music and hopefully talking to some of you guys. Also doing a couple podcasts with some listeners. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's still just getting out the door is still very stressful, but I'm excited knowing that I get to do all this fun stuff with you guys. So if you feel like you want to chat with me on the phone, like I said, I'm sort of turning that into a charitable event and you can just go ahead curiousgirldiaries.com forward slash donate and there's a link right there and you can make a donation it's i'm asking for 50 dollars for 30 minutes and that's not for my time although my time's definitely worth it <laughs> it's for i'm going to make a donation to my favorite charity and then we can chat and get to know each other and that would be so much fun so let's see if there's do i have any other announcements no i think that's about it now Let's get into these wonderful, wonderful guests. They, guys, they are doing audio porn. They have these wonderful stories. Some of them are inspirational that they are thinking about doing, that they want to do, or anything that turns them on. And others are actually real events that they've done. They're this lovely couple, hot, sexy couple, and they do these great audio porn podcasts. And that is what they're all about. Well, I'm going to give you, lucky you guys, I'm going to give you some eargasms for sure. I picked a couple of my favorite episodes and I'm going to play little snippets while I'm interviewing them because they're hot, hot, hot. But you're definitely want to, you're going to want to go and check them out. Their website again will be in the show notes as well. So 
when Kay tells you what the website is, don't worry if you don't catch it fast enough. It's always in the show notes, guys. Just go and look for this episode and then click on that and you'll see it there. All right. Well, here they are. I hope you love them as much as I do. They're fabulous. And don't forget to send me your feedback, curiousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. Leave me a voicemail. Here we go. All right. So Kay and Jay with Come With Us podcast, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries. So nice to have you guys on. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, I'm going to jump right in. How you guys got started doing erotic stories? Uh, well, I guess it it would kind of kicked off when um, Kay went back home to Canada for Christmas. Was it Christmas? No, it was during the summer this time last yeah. year. We were, we were still sort of like courting, if you put it like that way. <laughs> and um, I decided I was going to try and send her a text or like a text, which is a bit arousing in some way. And it actually was our first story we ever produced is the framework of what the text was. And it, I was just trying to invoke some form of like arousal via text. And I mean, time difference aside, like Kay woke up and saw it and was like, that was great. Cheers. Send me more. <laughs> <laughs> and I, there must be some sort of market out there for these kind of things that people can read them and we couldn't really find anything. And I was like, well, what's out there in terms of audio versions of these that people can listen to and become aroused by these fancy stories? And it kind of just got, I guess, rolling from there, didn't it? Yeah, we really wanted to create something that wasn't sleazy. We looked at a couple of things that were out there, but they always had you know, a really masculine energy about them or they weren't things that I think I would have enjoyed seeking out. So it's kind of started from taking sexting to the next level. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Well, I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are obviously, one of my questions is, are you a couple? Obviously, clearly you are. And how long have you guys been together? We've been together for a year now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you originally, uh, it sounds like you were in different locations. Um, I actually moved to the UK about three years ago now. And we met on an app in February of last year. And then we kind of did the whole courting as Jay likes to put it. Um, I love I love calling it courting. I'm actually old fashioned. Like my grandma used to call it courting and sparking. So I sparking. like courting and sparking. You know, you're courting and sparking. I mean I like I love that term. Like it's endeared to me. So I'm like, yes, these guys are courting and sparking each other. <laughs> I like to know where sparking is in the base level now. What what level is sparking? I know like how do we roll that forward from my grandmother's era to now? I would say that's probably like what she would call heavy petting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We might have been doing a little bit more than sparking. More than yeah, I know. Your past is sparking, but initially, right? It's it's the courting and the sparking that kicks things off. So yeah, I love that. So I was noticing when I was looking through 
all of your content that you have this character and you've named her Rachel. She's your main character. And I'm just wondering, you know, who she modeled after and how did you guys kind of create and invent her? Yeah. So Rachel, I wouldn't necessarily call her our main character. She's one of like the five main characters we have in the Come With Us universe. We kind of like to think of it like the Marvel universe a bit. And all of our characters are embedded with traits that other people can kind of see themselves with and identify with. So Rachel actually is modeled after a few people we might have met along the way on our sex positive journey. And she's also someone that a lot of people I think can see themselves in. She's a reflection of a lot of people just on the precipice of exploring their sexuality or starting from ground zero and seeing what she can do and explore in the city of London. In a way, she is most women, I think, out in the world today. And we really wanted to encapsulate that into something people could relate to. So, okay, then I apologize if I missed, like, maybe I just sort of honed Rachel because maybe I was like, Mm. oh, like I identified with her. I'm like, oh, she's like me, you know? And so that's what I kind of thought. (laughs) That's great. You have characters that are working. Right. Okay. So can you just fill everybody in on maybe some of the other few characters and Mm. just give us a quick little background on their story so that other people can kind of be listening for who would they would resonate with. Of course. So initially we had a couple called James and Jordan who are in a relationship and exploring the sex positive world together. So we've got like the couple's version. You've got Rachel that we've just mentioned, a single woman who's doing the same. And the other two characters in the minute are Lucy and Michael who are in a open relationship. So they have a bit of a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. So they're the five characters in the minute. And there's a few intersections. So Rachel, James and Jordan have met. Rachel's met Lucy. And it kind of is all interweaving to hopefully something down the line. But we won't won't go into that just yet. Lots of sparking between all the characters as well. Right. (laughs) Not just being in a cafe for coffee. (laughs) I love it. Okay, see, this is what I wanted to get at. This is where we're getting into like the meat of where you guys are going with this. I would say, so I would relate to obviously Rachel, but then also what your, is it your Lucy and Jordan? Lucy and Michael. Michael and They're, they're in the open relationship because I have a lot of that interwoven into my Curious Girl Diaries experiences where I'm with partners and we have these open dynamics. So this is great. I didn't, like I said, I didn't catch that when I, when I went through and was listening to things, I just sort of focused on the titles. I think I caught the actual uh, specific topic, probably things that I'm still wanting to work on and do. And that's what really jumped out at me. And it seemed like Rachel was, she was the one in that lane. So I was like, oh yes, that's me. So Definitely. you're going- I actually thought that. And I was curious, actually, James and I were chatting and, you know, going over a lot of your stuff as well. And Rachel has obviously her foray into bisexual experimentation. And is that something that you feel drawn to or have done? Or- yeah, well, okay, we're going to get to that because we have okay. this, right? I don't want to, we don't, I mean, I know, like, I don't want to like totally give it away to my listeners because that's we're going to get to that's that fine. part of the podcast and we're going to have, we're going to play little snippets from that episode that I think were the hottest and then we'll kind of go over that. But yes, we're, yes, you're, uh, we're getting there. We're eating, we're bread, (laughs) we're breadcrumbing to that specific moment. So your mission says that you're connecting with women and empowering erotic stories that are both ethical and arousing. And I kind of wondered when you said that was, I think what really jumped out to me was that term ethical. And I wonder if you can just kind of expand on that and let me know a little bit more about how you guys feel about what you see out there, maybe what's lacking 
and where you guys are really kind of filling in that gap. So I, I guess we're in the, the sex work industry in some regards, same as porn. And we often find people's first foray into, I guess, anything sex related is through porn. When you're younger, the internet is widely available. You'll see thousands of things. And we wanted to provide something which was more realistic. So it had to be ethical. It had to be that nobody was getting hurt down the line, like happens often in the male-centric porn industry. but also. We wanted the, the stories to be realistic and respectful. So it had to be shown consent in all our stories. It had mm-hmm. to be use of protection. It had to be sex positive, respectful of each other. So that's what we wanted to encapsulate there. And that's what we kind of felt that was more almost centered towards women. So we, we would say we were erotic stories for women that equally enjoyed by everybody. But I think just by putting that in there, you might just funnel what type of thing we're trying to create is. It's respectful. Yeah, we definitely wanted to stray away from the male gaze in every story. And that's what we really focus on. We want a space women feel comfortable in and we're doing things that are turning on women and leading to their pleasure. We, you know, we're ethical, like Jay said, in two ways. Our content is ethical because of what we put in it. You know, there's no violence against women, Mm -hmm. consent, protection, but also how it's produced, right? We're the ones producing, editing, doing everything for it. So there's no one not getting paid or being exploited in that process as well. And just creating a space that isn't sleazy. Because personally, I found when I would look for porn, you know, you have all these really sleazy pop-ups and, you know, it's really (laughs) harsh and like red and black. And that's why we have like, you know, the pink, we want to make it inviting and calming and a place where it's centered towards women, but it's not exclusively for women either. It might tune into other parts of men as well. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally get that. I've had problems in the, you know, which I podcast about, like sometimes if I'm looking for porn, you know, if I'm going to masturbate and I'm looking for porn, I feel like I spend a good 30 minutes like, nope, that's wrong. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope, 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 nope. And I really kind of kill the moment with my searching, you know, just like, okay, I was in the mood, but you're over it. Now I'm over it. Like I really, okay, let me just like, okay, close the iPad and I'm just going to have to like draw on a memory and rock this out by myself because there's nothing that's really appealing to me. It's all very, like, you know, I would say male centric story or just, just get down to it. Like what I like about your stories are they're short and they're concise, but they, you get right to the meat and potatoes of what somebody wants to be turned on with. I don't really need all of the, you're walking up to the door, you're knocking on the door, you have this pre-conversation, whatever. Can we just get down to it? Like, and let's and get down to it and also have it be quality. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like the porn is on there. It's just more like, we just got to produce a 30 minute segment. How are we going to do that? And this maybe what you guys have already mastered, there's about 10, nine to 10 minutes of it or eight or 10 minutes of it that are really like, that's the turn on stuff. That's the hot stuff. And I feel like you guys have very masterfully crafted something that gets to that without it feeling like, okay, we're moving too fast, but you also aren't putting a lot of filler in there. So I really, <laughs> I have enjoyed that. Yes. Very kind words. Yeah. Well, so what will you, what you think your experience though is, is you're using the most, I think most powerful porn creating thing in the world is your mind. We've just offered you a scenario and you would have had way more experiences in different fields, but you're able to take a bit out of it and go, I can kind of think how that looks or I've done that. So it's kind of similar to this. So we're just trying to guard, we're providing a framework, we think, 
It's just allowing your mind to take the scenario and play it almost out slightly like you want it. So it's personalized porn. That's the way we see it. Like we certainly know people that have listened to this and have gone, oh, well, I was thinking about this in this scenario because I've done that. And yeah. it, it plays as it does. So if anything, that's great because... It's foreplay for the mind. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it is, but it's also efficient. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? And let's face yeah. it, I mean, sometimes... Everybody needs that. So Thank what I you. like is that you're not sacrificing, you know, the quality for the quantity. It's like a super packed nutrient of like this sex explosion for your mind, like in a finite time frame. And it's like, boom. Of sex. <laughs> you get the result, we're getting it done. And you're not sacrificing any of the details, which I, you know, I particularly appreciate. Do you guys have, when I listen to stuff, it feels a little more feminine based, but I can also see where it's just eroticism is eroticism. And that just that there's really no boundary for that based on sex. So do you have male listeners and what has their response been to your stories? Actually, 30% of our listeners are male, all predominantly over the age of 28 to about 60. So we do actually have quite a large chunk and wide range that are men. And also we have a lot of men commenting and interacting positively via Instagram as well, you know, saying they really enjoy the sex positive community. And I think Cindy Gallup, who's like a marketing maven here in the UK, said it really well. She created Make Make Love Not Porn. And she said, we shouldn't assume that men aren't romantic and we shouldn't assume that women don't like sex. And I think with what we're doing, we're trying to bring those two together. So, you know, there might be some men that really do enjoy the softer, more romantic or less gritty part of sex or who maybe haven't even explored porn that much. And this is a really good gateway for them. We are making porn with women in mind specifically because we do think it's been such an ignored market for so long. Half of the world plus is women and only recently has porn for women actually become something people are talking about and searching for and that has quality. So this doesn't mean because we do focus on it for women, doesn't mean women or anyone outside of women, man, binaries can enjoy it. It really is for anyone, but we do want to make sure that we are creating something opposite to what porn is now. And that is the porn that we have now is usually created for men. Yeah, I totally agree. I you know, I feel like that in my own personal experience, I've come to realize that men, I mean, men need the, I guess, the erotic, a little more feminine edge too. And they're also, they're already there, but predominantly what we're seeing is a masculine representation in the porn industry, which includes, I would say maybe it's more their quick go-to, like, okay, this will get it done. But they also appreciate like, and like the, the, uh, the little more feminine twists where it's a little more sensual. And you guys have really done a good job at putting that spin on it. So I can see why men would resonate with this. I remember a specific conversation I had at one point with someone I was seeing, and I said to him, you know, I was saying like, yeah, there's all these guys, you know, they're hitting me up and they're saying these things and I've told them, you know, like this, this and this. And I just don't understand. And I started to say, I just don't understand. And he cut me off and he said, what, you just don't understand why men have feelings too. And that was a, like a moment for, for me personally. I was like, oh yeah, no, I think you're right. Like I really was just, I was really assuming that men didn't need these things too. And they do. It's conditioning, right? We're, we're told, you know, feelings are for women and 
fucking is for men. Right. So it's this binary. Yeah, right. And so that was really kind of a, that was a really big wake up call for me. Like, no, you know, like but guys are, they're in it too. So I really appreciated that moment. And what I really liked, enjoy seeing is like, I feel like you guys are, I think you're kind of really hitting the nail on the head where you're appealing to both sexes and I'm kind of wondering, so who do you think at this, you know, you guys, I think you guys have a good handle on it because you're getting the female and the male influence, but who do you think is more auditorily turned on? Do you think it's men or women? To be honest, I'm not sure if one or the other is specifically more turned on. Like I personally know I love dirty talk and hearing sex stories like before sex or during sex or after sex. I think perhaps women might have a more vivid imagination because it hasn't been colonized as much by visual porn. You know, of course, that's making a a large assumption. I know women watch porn, myself included. I have in the past and currently try and watch ethical porn now as well. But I think it's not as part of women and when they're growing up in their sexual identity. So I think women have really had to construct a narrative that they've created in their own heads whilst, you know, trying to orgasm either by themselves or with a partner. But that's also not to say that men don't do the same. Yeah. And so what has surprised you guys, you know, you've been doing this for a while and I assume you have gotten a lot of feedback, but I'm kind of curious, like, because I get a lot of feedback from people and that's been the fun part, you know, about doing this podcast is just the, I like to consider it interactive and I do what I do, but it's really driven by my listeners. And so I'm wondering what surprised you guys the most about the feedback that you guys have gotten from your listeners? I guess... To be doing this sort of thing, we've got to be pretty open-minded ourselves. So I'm not sure any of the feedback has really surprised us, I suppose. But the spread and the reach and the uptake has been... That's that's the biggest surprise and takeaway mm, from us. Yeah. We're, we're constantly having people reaching out from all over the world that are just craving for a, like a sex-positive community. And we just feel like we're, we're giving people that. They're yearning for it. And they're constantly interacting with us. So much so to the point where we've hooked up with people or met people. Oh, yeah. And they've... <laughs> followed our Instagram, not yeah. knowing who we are, but we like, that's that person, that's this person. So it's such a massive community of people who want this sex positive, like eroticism, but then it's so small as well. And that's, I think that's been the most surprising thing that we've to date reached over 400,000 people with our stories. And we've been going the best part of what now? 40, 40 weeks? 40 weeks. Yeah. Like if that. Eight months or so. And yeah. that's amazing. Without any marketing. It's yeah. just people searching for it. Yes. I know. I stumbled on the same thing when I did, you know, when I started my podcast, it really was more of a, just a d- document. I wanted to document what I was doing. And I thought that I would do it for a year, scratch things off my bucket list. And then I would somehow return to my vanilla life. And that would be that. And yeah, and that's where it was going to end. And, but the documenting it would be fascinating. So I'm just really sort of socially experimenting with myself for the benefit of others. Well, and it just, it grew from there. You know, when I got the responses that I was getting was like, oh, I can't stop this train. Like I need to keep going. And I also realized I don't want to stop this for myself personally. Like I just, I want to keep going with this. And I realized how important it was to make my sex life a priority and how, you know, easy for a lot of people to shelve this and kind of 
let it fade into the background, but you know, it really should be on, you know, it's going to be in your top 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing when you put something out there and people latch onto it. Yeah. What we think is amazing, you just touched on it there is one of the points that we have on our website of like our why is that we believe like the world's a better place when people are sexually empowered and have the freedom and confidence to make the choices and do what they want. And I think you just touched on it perfectly there. Once you start and once you get the confidence behind you and you become part of this sex positive community, really it breakdowns break down so many other barriers that you think were there holding you back. And this is why we think it really empowers women that if you can get over this hurdle that your pleasure is a priority and it's okay, like the world's your oyster. You can prioritize everything you need to in your life and yourself in many other ways outside of sex. Right. It flows into, it definitely flows into so many other aspects that you really didn't realize how the, how much these things were interlinked. So I kind of want to know, you know, you guys have done a lot of episodes and what is each one of your own like favorite episode and why? Like I have a feeling that maybe, I don't know if it's the same one, but I'm sort of expecting it to be like you each have one favorite and the other has another favorite, but I'm really super curious to know what's your favorite episode personally and why? So we sat down and thought about this and went through them all. One that I really enjoy is part of the Mile High Club series we just did called The Horny Helicopter Crew, which is just a very unique story of three people working in the US Air Force deciding that they're going to have at it on a helicopter ride over Italy Yeah. while they were working. So I quite enjoy that because that's quite unique and that's different. But I think my personal favorite would be part of our Sardinia series, which um, is Roadhead. Like part of these stories is part, some of them are fantasies, some of them are real life. This is one that was real life. And, you know, it just relives that a little bit when you listen to it and read it again. So yeah, Roadhead's definitely got to be my probably favorite. Mm. Yeah, and we don't usually disclose which ones are real and which ones are fantasies, but that's a little exclusive snippet. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Kay, what about for you? Mine's actually from the Sardinia series as well, which is funny. I guess we just have such great times from Sardinia. Mine is not real. It is very much comes from fantasy. It's the finale. So the co-foursome where James and Jordan are in Sardinia and they meet a couple on a secluded beach. So this didn't actually happen. It came from a very genuine fantasy I had while we are on we were in Sardinia on a secluded beach. There was another couple that had come down to where we were. And I kind of instantly started fantasizing about, oh, what would happen if we hooked yeah. up on this beach? It would be so hot. And I kind of yeah. got a bit hot and bothered. And it didn't happen. We didn't try to make it happen. But I figured it would be a great story to share and play out. And I think a lot of our story inspiration comes from fantasies, but is inspired by the places we go and the people we meet. Changes of scenery are really important for creative work as well. So I think us going to different places, meeting different people will always inform what we write. Yeah. So, okay. So, which is perfect because this gets me on to the next, you know, question. So do your episodes turn you on and have they, do you feel that they've enhanced your own sex lives? Do they turn us on? Yes. Like the, <laughs> it's really good foreplay yeah, sometimes. Like right. the, so there's, there's almost like the mechanical trying to write a story down and, you know, you've got the thread of the character development that we want to put from there. So that bit is a little bit less so the technical writing, but you know, when you're getting aroused, you're on, you're on the track to a good one. And then when you're recording it and you're hearing it and you're like, okay, this is going somewhere. If we're getting turned on, we generally know. We also kind of have a rule that we get through all our stories and then we'll play. Because if we halfway through go, right, let's go to the bedroom. The rest yeah. of them aren't good yeah. because we've released. You know? <laughs> so 
Yes, they do very much arouse us. Yeah. Well, I can I can imagine. So, okay. Sounds like so some of these are actual like things that you've done and then other things have to be you have to come up with creatively, I would assume. And so where do you get your inspiration for each episode? And are some of these stories, I guess they're, they are they are real life encounters that you've had or are some of them fantasies that you'd like to fulfill? Mm, it's a great question. Well, I think we're both pretty blessed with very filthy minds. So we're never really at a miss for inspiration mm-hmm. when thinking of stories regardless. You've got content um, just brewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always have constant content brewing. Like I said, you know, depending on who we're talking to, we're lucky to have very people close to us that are very sex positive as well. But we kind of always wanted to have our stories be character driven so people can identify and relate to the characters on their journey, mm-hmm. which is very much the opposite to mainstream porn where people are just bodies and a bit void yeah. of character. Yeah. So we want to be rooted kind of in what people know. So we also don't stray too far from that. We know what our audience is and kind of the genre we do. We're not doing crazy, completely off the mark things we've never experienced because we want it to be genuine and we want those encounters to happen and maybe give people who want to explore their sexuality or doing different things a bit of a framework. So you know, exploring and experimenting can be quite daunting. I'm sure you've felt that many times before. So we kind of yeah. want, we try to bridge the gap between fantasy exploration and then action so people can say, ooh, that was really hot. And, you know, it's it's probably possible. Yeah, well, so I want to kind of just based on what you just said, I really would love to chime in and just let people know that kind of for me, actually putting a lot of these, putting down my sexual goals or fantasies on paper and then the leap between actually doing them is it's mostly the imagination, sort of seeing myself doing it first. And then that really helps me transition into making it happen. And it makes it more fun and a little less scary almost because I've seen myself or fantasized about myself doing this before. And then it gives you a bit of a roadmap. And that's what I kind of love about your what you guys are doing is it just really helps inspire that creativity. And it touches on the inner needs and desires that maybe someone has brewing around in there that they might be feeling like, I don't know, is this okay? Is it not okay? But it also helps you make what I take like, because I'm more business oriented. So sometimes when I tried to, when I wanted to apply these things and make them happen, I, you know, I sort of approached it from this emotional aspect, but then also just this business, like sort of plan, do review, check one, two, three type of thing, you know? So I, I sort of married, it was a hybrid. I married the two worlds, you know, and made things happen. But what I found is just this wonderful visualization and things like that help get your creativity going and also spark you to sort of know like, well, what do I really want to do? What's important to me? Like, what would I like to try? Because sometimes when people are getting started, they kind of know, okay, my sex life isn't where I want it to be. I'd like it to be somewhere else. But A, where is that? And B, how do I get there? And again, what I like is that you guys really help bring out that curiosity and that sexual desire. And you're helping people find that path that they can explore just through, you know, what you're putting out there. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we want to do. We want people to be able to take action. And, you know, like you said, merge the business and the personal. Um, Yeah. That's kind of we very much do with our stories as well. Yeah. So, okay. Is there 
Is there a specific kink or fetish or encounter that you guys haven't covered yet, but that you would really like to? So our next season, which we finalized and uploaded everything today, is more focused, I guess, around anal. So mm-hmm. it is that we got that people were interested in it. So we've kind of put eight episodes together exploring that. And um, again, not trying to make it too far one end or the other. Like we always find we want to introduce something. So anal is not a massive thing for guys to sort of think about initially. Like there's a lot of taboos around it. So we wanted to be able to incorporate how in this story, how in these stories can we maybe encourage more exploration for males exploring that side of their sexuality as well. So like we said before, it's just trying to bridge those gaps between the reality, the expectation, and give someone a framework of how it builds up without ruining how the season progresses. But, you know, another avenue we were currently exploring is could we do a season around like hot wives, cuck holding, and maybe lighter BDSM as that entry point to, oh, I, I want to explore this. This is how some things happen. But we're also aware that we're not massively hardcore kink based erotica. Right. So it's, I think it's more introductory things and making it more acceptable for everybody. Like, yeah, I think to release the shame around it as well, to normalize it. You know, sex education, as we know, I know in Canada, the UK, and the US, it's pretty awful. So we want to give people kind of something to base their sex life on that isn't, you know, hardcore porn. And that something, if people who, aren't sexually active yet, but are looking to be in the future, come across our stuff. It's it's stuff that they can actually implement into their lives, you know, safely and positively as well. Yeah. Well, so I think you guys just really kind of hit on a really interesting point is that unfortunately, I think a lot of people are basing their, you know, sexual beliefs and also, you know, whether there's shame or not shame around, you know, what they're seeing in porn. And I hope that what, you know, people take away is that this is, that's really not the reasonable platform for doing that. That as long as you have two consenting adults and what goes on between those two people and what you want and desire is a-okay. And you just have to find the acceptable platforms that can help you foster that and bring that out. And there's a lot of, there's so much that falls under the umbrella of sexuality, you know, and it's like, we're talking about anal and then we're talking about, you know, just specific kinks and what you like and don't like. And really, in my opinion, that, you know, it's all good. Again, as long as you have two of age consenting adults involved in that process and there's communication and you've, you both agree on, you know, what you want and what's going to happen, then, you know, then you're good. And, and I don't think people should feel shame about that, especially if you don't see it, you know, represented, or if it is represented in mainstream, I don't even want to call it mainstream, the sub mainstream, right? Because sex isn't mainstream, unfortunately. But when you see it represented, a lot of times it gets put in like, well, this is a kink. And, you know, like you're really like if you want anal or if you're into BDSM or you're into cuckolding, that you're just this weird little subculture. I think all that stuff is good. Like I said, again, as long as it's agreed upon between consenting adults. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, and it's also hard because sex is, you know, it's slightly becoming less and less taboo as things go on. But wouldn't it be great if you could have, you know, very open and honest conversations about sex at a cocktail bar or a pub with your friends and help each other discuss things. And, you know, it's it's trying to create 
that as well, that community between our listeners or between the people that we are around as well, right? And that's hard. And unfortunately, society isn't at that place where everyone is doing that. So we hope that there is some sort of outlet in what we do right for people. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I that's what I really like. That's what resonated with me about you guys is like, I feel like there's some of us out there that are really just, we're trying to put it out there and sort of normalize this through however we're doing that, whether it's, you know, you guys with your wonderful stories and your audio porn and just myself with making my sex life a priority and hopefully modeling that for other people so that they can do that. But I just really want people to understand that there's a lot of resources out there and just to reach out and that not to be ashamed of this stuff. And I kind of really, what I, you know, after doing this for five and a half years, again, what I really appreciate about what you guys are doing is just, I think it's such a a non-threatening, but also super erotic (laughs) entree into... You know, like the pleasure effects, not just not just talking about it, but the pleasure of it. Yeah. Yeah. And letting people experience that and feel that and get excited and get the juices flowing in the eroticism in their mind and the creativity that that's going to produce. So as you know, I've already identified Rachel. So I kind of like latched onto that uh, character. And I'm so I'm really wondering what is next for her? And is there something that you think that she should explore that she hasn't? And also, does she have any hard limits? Like, is there any place that you don't see her going? Well, I guess like we said, everything is character driven and any of these episodes you can take on their own and enjoy them, but you know, you can also follow them from start to finish. So if you do that, you'll see her character develop and she's really someone that's just exploring at the minute. And I, we think she wants to indulge in everything that's there. Like often when anybody moves to London, they completely indulge in everything <laughs> around it. And you see that in our stories as well. We'll put yeah. our little we like going. So, you know, maybe if people come to London, they might go to this wine bar that we mentioned. But where we see her going is really not spinning completely out of control. And maybe she gets into a relationship down the line. Maybe she explores a few things more. We set hard limits for all our characters. They're respectful and there's no violence or like, I guess, anything too beyond. Like, but where's it going for her? Who knows? Like, we want to leave it open. We want to see how our character develops. Like, it might be a case that all these characters come through a massive orgy in the end. <laughs> I know. Are they really... all going to meet? Right. Are they all going to meet up? Like, that's what I want. Like, I think some of their paths have crossed. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. We, we know she, she might, we all keep it in the ethical realm. And, you know, there might be a time where she, we think her character wants to involve herself with seven girls or seven guys. And, you know, we'll portray that respectfully with no limits. But, right. You know, we definitely just try and, we've got an idea where we want to take her, but we're not going to put that out there just yet. <laughs> um, but she's going to have a good journey along the way anyway. She's so, going to have a lot, so, continue so, having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You can air out for Rachel's stories. All right, good. Okay. So what I want to do now is just, I'm going to play. So I listened to some of your episodes and there was a couple that I just immediately resonated towards for my own personal reasons. And my listeners are going to kind of know because like some of the stuff I've been talking about, but I wanted to play this specific sound bite from episode 508. And that's the male, female, male threesome finale. And let's give a listen to that right now. She could feel herself close to coming. Almost as if sensing this, Josh pulled away and proceeded to undress himself, looking hungrily at the other two. He moved toward Rachel, his rigid cock grazing her skin, and whispered in her ear how hot it was to see her giving another guy head. 
fuck, thought Rachel. I might just come hearing that. She loved feedback. She decided that she needed to take a bit more of a dom roll or else she was going to be lost in the intoxication of pleasure for the rest of the night. She told the men to sit down on either side of her. She enjoyed the feeling of their hard bodies pressed up on her. She grabbed both of their cocks in her hand and with a firm grip slid them up and down, up and down. The men groaned, Andrew throwing his head back and Josh muttering, fuck, under his breath. Rachel liked the feeling of being in control of their euphoria at this moment, knowing she was turning them on so much empowered and excited her. Okay, so guys, this I'm sure my listeners already know why that is so hot for me. I've always wanted to do this. This is on my bucket list. The three same. same. (laughs) Okay, can we just dive into this for a second? Because the threesome thing has always eluded me. And I want to know, I know you guys get feedback. And I guess I'm maybe looking for a little personal validation for myself. Like, (laughs) always wanted to do this. And I get, I get to the point and then I'll have couples and, you know, and everything is like lined up and I'm like, or guys, you know, and I'm just like, (laughs) I'll nitpick it. And somebody, a friend of mine said, you know, you're just acting like you're going to the prom and everything has to be perfect. You Maybe you just need to like jump in there and do it. And so like, what do you guys think about that? You've wrote, you've written about it. I'm not sure if you've personally done this yourself, but just like, give me your thoughts on this. So like Rachel's living like her fantasies out, isn't she? Like her, her character is that she's exploring every realm she can. And the, I think the great thing about this story is it prioritizes female pleasure and what she wants to do. Exactly like you're saying, she, she's she got this fantasy and she's found two people that are, are going to help her create that. And this, I think the summary of this story really is that you've got three people respecting each other and they're all getting something out of it. Like being on the other side of that scenario as well, you can enjoy that as a male. And, and as a, a woman, you, you really enjoy that because you want that. So I think traditionally women have been shunned for that kind of desire to want to embrace that. And the nitpicking and picking out of it, I guess, it comes down to meeting the right people. And I think we've got a good example here where she picks up somebody from the gym that's really respectful, nice and and good to her. She meets somebody on an app. He's good to her as well. And we find three people coming together that are inhibited of social norms and against the general taboos of the societal realm and just embracing pleasure respectfully. So that's kind of like, if you just sum this story up, that's what it is. And I think it's Rachel really taking a lead of what she wants and putting her pleasure first. Yes. Okay. So, oh, do you want to go ahead, Kay? Oh no, I was going to say like in terms of threesomes, like it's definitely something we've experienced as well. Mm -hmm. And getting into those, it definitely is about finding the right people. You have to have a vibe with them. You have to have chemistry with them. And I I almost would like to think that, you know, we've met a bunch of different people and we kind of knew when we clicked with people as opposed Mm -hmm. to people we did. So, you know, if you have click, definitely throw your inhibitions to the side, prioritize your pleasure and go for it because it can be really fun if you have the right people and you are all on the same page, right? Like communicate about what you all want Mm -hmm. and what your no goes. And then it can be such an amazing time. And, you know, in a way also having foursomes might be an option because it takes the pressure off someone, right? If you four people, it's a bit more evenly divided. It's not like one person's the center of attention all the time and it kind of evens the playing field. So maybe that would be something you'd even be keen to try first. Yeah. Okay. So it's 
it's funny that you say that because the thing I think I've had the hardest time with is I've said this so many times on my own podcast is the reason I want two men is I want all that attention on me. I want yes. to be the star of the show. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm, so I'm, I'm the star of the show. And sometimes yes. what happens is I come, I interact with these guys and they're like, yeah, I've got a, you know, like I've got a buddy and we can pull a train on you. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't pull a train on me. I'm not your dirty little slut. I mean, I can be a dirty little slut, but this is not what this fantasy is about. This fantasy is about like having all this masculine male energy just focused on me. And to me, that's just so hot. Not about what they're going to do to you. It's what they're going to do for you. And that's the mentality they need to come in with. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. All right. So the next one, the next episode that really jumped out at me, and this is, I don't know that I've actually, this might be a little bit of a, not a total reveal. I don't think my listeners will be totally shocked that I picked this one, but I haven't really totally gotten deep with this, but it's a huge desire of mine. Okay. So it's um, episode number 304 and it's Rachel's Bi Curious Encounter. And let me, let's play that segment. As I touched her ever so slightly, she moaned lightly into my lips and started moving my body even closer to hers. Then, Lucy leans back onto the couch and pulls me on top of her, squeezing my breasts. I start moaning with passion and eagerly push my body onto hers. It was strange. It felt like she was asking me to take control. I wanted to show Lucy I wanted to please her, and began using her wetness to rub her clit in circles. Her body shuddered underneath me like she had been waiting a long time for this. As I played with Lucy's clit, I moved my lips away from her mouth and moved her bra to the side so I could get to her nipples. They were as hard as rock and I swirled my tongue around them gently, biting them from time to time. Lucy was groaning more and more, her head pushed back in ecstasy. I had this, I thought. She's into it as much as I am. I decided to take the next step and started kissing down Lucy's stomach until I came to her beautiful pussy. I was nervous to go down on a girl all by myself. Usually I always had another person in the background to help. But I wanted to taste her so badly that any fear was pushed aside as I took off her lacy underwear and pushed my face between her legs. She was dripping wet as my mouth met her opening. It surprised me, but I liked it. I decided to tease her and slowly lick and kiss around her pussy. I could hear her moaning for more, and because I was so excited by everything, I gave in. All right, so that was super hot, and... What, like, I have this, I do, I have this fantasy of, I've always wanted to do a female, male, female, but also what I sort of like play with it in my mind is having this female that's a little bit submissive to me and I bring her into the female, male, female scenario. And so she's more about me than... (laughs) 
It's again, it's about, again, I keep, I get it. I get do, you see, it. <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this, Kate? I'm like, it's about me. And <laughs> for me to be comfortable, for me to be comfortable. <laughs> I would, I like, I think it's really hot that a woman, the guys, and I, no offense to the guys, but in this scenario, like you're a little bit more the accessory and yes. that she's more about me and he's more about me. And mm. I get to be, in, again, the sandwich in the center of attention. And so I just, and maybe it's not worrying that those two are more attracted to each other. I just want her to be more attracted to me and him more attracted to me and we're all good. And so this is like super hot and sexy in my mind. What inspired this episode? Was this a personal experience or is this just like a fantasy or how was this birthed? I think it was a combination of a few things. So yeah. earlier in the the episode, you have Rachel plans to go to her first sex party and is talking to some people and it turns out Lucy is also going. They're in a chat group and it just so happens that she gets on with this person really well. And they yeah. think, well, let's grab some drinks. And before she knows it, she's really attracted to this person and it's okay. And she's just exploring that side of her. Like it goes from her being maybe bi-curious to oh, I can actually embrace this. I'm, you know, I'm not constrained by any norms here. And she just pushes her boundaries. And I think the golden thread through this story is keeping your mind open. And then when those opportunities present themselves, maybe challenging yourself a little bit and you never know what's going to happen, but it is putting your pleasure first. And in this scenario, you've got Lucy who maybe is a bit more dominant as a, as a woman, mm -hmm. then takes Rachel through this great by curious encounter as it's called. And she loves it. Like, and I think that's just the power of having an open mind. And that was kind of the, the nugget we were trying to get through with this story. Kind of pushing yourself beyond your boundaries and creating new limits for yourself, I guess. And I definitely resonate with what you were saying about a threesome. We actually had uh, personally an FMF as well. And I kind of said to Jay, like, I really want the girl to be just as into me as she is into you. Yeah. And yeah. Jay, how did you feel about that? What did you say to me about it? Yeah, he was just like... Yeah, I'm the accessory. She's here for UK. And you know what? It was really great because you feel desired by both sides all the time. Yeah. And I want to say Jay had a bad time, right? True. <laughs> yeah. You were complaining about this, right? <laughs> no, not at all. But it, it you know, it, it just shows the makeup of like you expect these threesomes to be in a certain way, but they, they pan out. However, they go out like yeah. depends on the people, not the gender. It does, and that is the I think that's the amazing part of I, when you get involved in these types of things. How the intermingling happens. I love that point that you just said that it it depends on the people, not so much the gender. That's, Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, that's really key. Um, well, guys, thank you so much. I just want to tell everybody, like everyone listening, if you were turned on by just those those little segments there that we played, I'm just telling you, there's just so much more content behind that. And I want to encourage everybody to go and listen to your podcast. So tell all my listeners where they can find you guys. Perfect. Yep. So you can find us on our website, comewithus.co.uk. We have full transcripts. So if anyone is hearing impaired, they can also read our stories, but you can also listen to our stories on our website. Also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search Come With Us. And you can also find us on Instagram at Come With Us. So 
Yeah. Official. So come and, with us official. Come with us official. <laughs> great, guys. Thank you so much. You know, I'm, I will, everybody that's listening, I will make sure that I put the show notes in the show notes, guys. If you don't have time to write this down or you don't remember, just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com forward slash podcast and listen and just click on the episode that you were listening to. It'll be there in the show notes, all the links to that they just mentioned right there and you can follow along with them. And I really hope you do. And I think that we might just as a little uh, spoiler alert, I think we might have some fun uh, little collaborations coming up with some of my stories and having them being read auditorily, which I played with a long, long time ago. So I really just appreciate you guys. I love what you're doing. And I encourage everybody that's listening to go in and check them out. They're just, it's amazing stuff. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you love this episode, go ahead and do what I always ask you to do. Go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on the right-hand side and leave me a voicemail about what your thoughts are. I'll make sure that I answer you personally. I get back to you very quickly. Each and every one of you, love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone stay safe. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.